Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson, where I want you to be financially free, emotionally free, physically free, and spiritually free. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Kelly Michelin Michan, who joined me yesterday and covered um, how to make the best of your financial aid at your college and university. Again, I think that's a pretty important topic if you have children that are in higher education or entering higher education, be sure to listen to that episode. Um, it is very important to me that people are not um, saddled with um, loans and financial burden for higher education. There are so many options out there right now that you can use to your advantage and get an education for free or not for a lot out of pocket expenses or not for a lot of debt and loans that's gonna follow you for a while. So anyway, thank you very much, Kelly, for listening. I did check some numbers last week. I went into the computer for the first time and I don't know how long, at least two months since I checked those numbers. And we are still growing. Thank you guys very much. The numbers are still advancing. I didn't write down any details right now, but I wanna let everybody know I appreciate you. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. And so today we are going to do kind of a new topic, I guess. I don't know. We, I haven't discussed this before in full. I have a very special guest with me. Um, this topic will be something that we've both experienced. So um, she's actually my guest and I'm going to let her talk about her experience. But I will be joining into the conversation as a participant in the same um, scenario or similar scenarios. And I'll be honest, the reason this topic came up is because of um, a fellow agent of mine that I had a discussion with a couple days ago. And the discussion was around the same exact topic. And he's really busy. I'm going to have him on the show again um, at a later time. But I thought this topic was pretty good to discuss because it's come up a lot lately. And as much as I've talked to people one-on-one -on -one with the topic, I went through it myself. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that are dealing with this. So let's just put it on the table. Let's all talk about it. Let's put it in the open. You're not alone. And we don't know exactly what we're going to call this yet, but it's going to be under kind of financial freedom and mental health. We'll kind of mix this together. My guest today is Keisha Stubbs. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Keisha, I didn't even ask you for a bio, so do you want to give yourself a bio? I'm sorry, you just get the bios, I didn't get yours. Oh, no problem. <laughs> huh, so let's, let's Or see. just share what you want to share. It doesn't have sure. to be a you know, memorized so, bio. So for this topic, um, I've been in sales for about a decade. Prior to that, I was a kindergarten teacher um, I also worked at supermarkets and as a deli clerk. And all of these things are useful in what I'm doing currently. And I can definitely explain why later. Uh, right now, I am a sales consultant for businesses. I am an automotive sales trainer. And I can train at a business or train a person by themselves. And even teaching kindergarten is useful here. Uh, one of my favorite Bible verses is Romans 8.28, and I'll talk about that more later, but all things are working together. Yeah, they are. So, um, so okay, so what is this topic that we're going to discuss today? Well, leaving your job. <laughs> leaving your job. <laughs> leaving your job and what that looks like. Yeah, and so that's why I said it's kind of financial health 
and mental health at the same time. Um, because when we go over the topic, guys, of course, when you leave your job, you have to be somewhat prepared. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hopefully you have a plan. And sometimes circumstances, you don't, you can't have a plan. I mean, I know people have had to leave in an emergency, and so you don't necessarily have a pa- plan, but you got to do what you have to do. Um, but when you know that it's a place you shouldn't be or you're not happy or it's not working out for whatever reason, you got to go. And so we're kind of kind of talk about our um, personal experiences. We, since we both lived this before, we'll share any tips that we have. Um, and it's just going to be a kind of open conversation. So do you want to start with your story first? Sure. Um, so like I said, I was in sales for about 10 years. Uh, started, it's funny, I got into sales almost by accident. I had somebody begging me to be a salesperson at their dealership, actually a mentor of mine. And so I told him no for about four years. And he asked me quarterly. Every three months, he was like, yes, he's like, come work for me, come work for me, make a great salesperson. And at the time, I was a teacher. And I was making about $20,000 a year. I had a child. I had bills. um, But I thought that was enough. I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I got a great job. No, I didn't. I was living less than check to check. So finally, um, I said yes to the automotive industry. My very first month, I was salesperson of the month. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just did what I was told. Mm-hmm. My very first year as a salesperson, I was salesperson of the year. And then moved up, I went on to a luxury dealership here in Georgia and moved up to become the first black and first female sales manager at the luxury dealership I was working at. And it was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It was wonderful. Um, But as soon as I got into that position, I noticed that I was not being paid equally to my male counterparts. And so I created excuses like, you know, well, I'm new. Um, Well, maybe that's why I'm not getting that that much because I just started. Um, (laughs) That's not true. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. in the position I should be paid. So as I as I continued being that in that position, I started to demand more money and you know, if he didn't feel like, my, and the, he is my manager, if he didn't feel like I was worth it, then, you know, maybe I should go somewhere else, or maybe I should do something else. And, you know, we argued regularly about this. One time I sat in his office and I said to him, I just want to be paid the industry average. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. all I want to be mm-hmm. paid. And I was sitting across the desk from him, and he puts his hands on the desk, and he says, what the F do you know about industry average? Oh, that's a line. <laughs> that's a line drawer for me. Woo. So I was, I, was, I was instantly mad, instantly mad, but I didn't know what reaction I should have right in that moment. Right. So I didn't say anything, and right. I got up and I walked out of his office. He was scheduled to go on vacation. I think he was going to, to France or something like that, so maybe Italy, somewhere. And um, he, he left. He went on vacation, and I think he emailed me or texted me, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, we're going to talk about your pay plan when I come back, because he knew. Because he took time to think about his. Right. He knew. I know. I'm, I'm speechless. I was <laughs> Because too. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think a little bit how I would have reacted mm-hmm. um, and how many violations he just committed at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I've worked in the HR department before, so he used uh, profanity, uh, just the, so many violations yes. in that one statement. Yes. And lo and behold, that didn't make me quit. That was not my breaking point at that 
at that point. Um, but I had been going through things like that for about three years. And then finally, toward the end of me working there, I was paid equally to one of the managers, which was fine. Um, then he kept changing my position. So mm -hmm. toward the end, he, he would change my title, but not the work, right? Meaning gave you more work? For less money. Okay. Right. Less title, more work. Right. Not the right money for a higher title. I, I, it was a, it was maybe a step down, or it could be even lateral. Right. Which I didn't mind because my hours were less. In the car industry, you work a lot, a mm -hmm. lot of yeah. hours. So I had less hours. Um, I was still in a management position, and I was still making six figures. So I'm like, I'm not greedy. I want to go home. Oh, <laughs> you know. Right. So that's fine. Um, so then he changed my my title again. But he would demand that I did, so I was a sales manager, mm -hmm. so, right? So with the sales manager, the salespeople come to you so you can print out the numbers to give it to the clients. You submit the, the deals to the bank and you work out the deals or whatever. And you manage the salespeople, you know? Mm -hmm. So he moved, he changed my title to internet sales manager where I, you get internet leads and you right. have to handle those customers and you have to manage the salespeople that work the internet leads. So I should no longer be doing the things that a normal sales manager right. should be doing. The people that are walking up in the dealership. Right, but I was doing those things. Well, he told me that I should do those things. He said, um, well, I'm making you internet sales manager, but why don't you stay at the desk? Because the, the big desk is where all the sales managers sit. The internet manager is in their own little spot. Right. And he said, why don't you stay at the desk and still work deals? And I said, well, will I be paid for these deals? Because you get commission mm -hmm. from each deal right. that comes to the dealership. So well, will I be paid for these deals? And he said, oh, well, no, I'm going to pay you the internet manager structure, but you can just be up here to help. I said, nobody's here to help. And I said, so are you saying that I should do this for free? And he's like, well, you know, everybody has to be a team player. I said, do you do anything in here that you don't get paid for? And he just kind of looked at me. And I said, you can decide if you want me at the desk, being right. paid like I'm at the desk, or if you want me in the back. Right now I'm going to go to the back. You let me know what you decide. Um, and he decided that I should stay in the back. It's fine with me. Like I said, I'm not greedy. So I'm not going to make this a super long story. We're going to jump no, ahead okay. to, to why I left. Um, I had already. No, it's good to, for people to hear the buildup. Yes. Because sometimes, you know, for background information, you've been listening for a while. You guys are probably know I am a melanated black woman here, and Keisha is the same demographic as myself. Yeah. So you're kind of some of this may sound far-fetched to mm -hmm. certain people that may listen right. and these are the things that we deal with number one as women and number two as being black yes so yes keep on go ahead so i'd already had negative feelings all through this point um not being paid fairly and at this point where i was internet manager i still hadn't been paid what previous internet managers had been paid i'm going to do my homework i want to know if mm -hmm. i'm being paid properly and i really wasn't um so I'd been angry up until this point. Well, then COVID came, right? Um, the, he had to decide on if he was going to furlough people or not because you couldn't keep the full staff. You had to keep people safe or whatever. So I don't want to be there anyway. So <laughs> he, he furloughed me, and I was happy about it. Right. Um, I went home. I pressure washed my driveway. I order, organized everything. I really enjoyed the time at home. I enjoyed the time with my son. I worked, you know, 60 plus hours a week and every single Saturday. So my time, I didn't have time to do other things. I didn't have time to be with my son. I basically raised him from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. and then from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. 
and it just wasn't enough. And then on Sundays when I'm cooking, cleaning, it's not hanging out. So anyway, right. I'm furloughed. I come back to the dealership um, after furlough. This is May of last year. And he and the finance manager come into my office to ask me about a deal. I'm internet manager at this point. Right. So they're asking me about a deal. And I'm concerned about them being so close. My office is pretty small and they're in my office. They could be in my doorway and we could see each other, hear each other prop up, just fine. And so they're both in my office and I said, can you two back up just a little bit? And um, he said, the finance manager does back up. He goes to the doorway, he rolls his eyes and he just steps back to the doorway. And I said to my manager, I said, you're making me nervous. And he goes, for what? And the finance manager's like, she's scared of COVID. I'm like, yeah, it does bother me. And the manager, the general manager says, um, well, I can guarantee you I don't have it and you don't have it. I didn't know how he could make me such a guarantee. <laughs> and so I continue. Then he, now he's standing over my shoulder oh, looking gosh. at my computer, my computer screen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, seriously, can you back up? He's like, listen, this is how we work here. If you don't like it, you can go home. I did not quit yet, but I did go home. I said, oh, if I don't like the fact that you're right. this close, I can go home. So I left. I went home. And I emailed HR. Is this the first time you're contacting HR at this point? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Had never contacted HR. She was so surprised because I told her everything I had been mm -hmm. going through. She's like, I didn't know you. Were, but I, I always thought that things were so great. I thought, no, she said, I thought that you were awesome. I didn't know you had problems. As if me having a problem would take away from my awesomeness. Right. right <laughs> you know? Right. So... I contacted her and let her know, um, you know, what happened. And she emailed me and said that he said, everything will be fine, I can come back. And I said, no, he's the one that told me that he didn't have it and I didn't have it. He's the one that told me that if I didn't like it, I can go home. He's going to need to tell me that I'll be safe coming into work. Um, so he emailed me um, some nonsense, to be honest. <laughs> he emailed me some nonsense. and. But he did say that I'd be safe, and that's fine. So we have m meetings every, pretty much every day with the salespeople, and then on Friday, meetings with the managers. Well, I had stopped attending the salesperson's meeting. Um, it, not necessary for all of us to be in the room together like that. We could do it somewhere else. We could do it spread out. But I did attend the manager's meeting because there's not that many of us, and we have distance. Well, on my return, Friday came, and he comes to my office. He says, hey. We're having the manager meeting this morning. I know that. He said, but not you. I said, like, oh, okay. And in my head, it's like, okay, yes, I'm concerned about COVID, but we should all be concerned about COVID. So right. if you are, if this is regarding health and safety, then nobody should be going. Right. Not excluding me. You know I'm coming with my mask, and you know I'm going to sit in the corner. Um, the CDC said six feet away. We have space for that, but not me. Fine. So I wind up going home. Um, again, <laughs> oh my I contact HR. I don't think I left that day, but I contacted HR um, and told her, you know, what's going on. And I left again. Geez, I can't even remember at this point because so many things happened after that. But um, we got into a disagreement about something, and I wound up going home. And I told her because he had been nitpicking at me mm -hmm. singling this is, me. this is how this works right this is how this program works right in corporate Sing america singling me out yes. uh for other things and so i just wound up going home and contacting hr and i said i'd like to have a meeting um i'm not comfortable 
blah, blah, blah. So we go, she organizes the meeting between he and I and her. Mm -hmm. And I go to this meeting and he's trying to over talk me. And he says, so now I'm putting everything on the table the COVID, the pay, the position changes. I had held almost every position at that place outside of fixing cars, right. <laughs> you know, because I was moved so much. But he valued me. He never wanted to get rid of me. He knew he needed me um, because I was the one that was getting it done. And that's why he moved you so much. Correct. Too. He wanted to, he was putting you, my um, guess, mm -hmm. he was putting you in places that needed help. Because he knew you could get it so done. So check this part out <laughs> before we get to the reason why I fully quit. Um, so I was internet manager, and every year or every month, you look at year-over-year -year performance, mm -hmm. how much you made last right. year versus this year. And so when I was trying to justify my pay for internet manager, I said, take a look at the numbers. This month, I've made you $100,000 more than you made last year or the years prior. Mm -hmm. That is over a million dollars I am making you for the complete calendar year in the internet department. Oh, nobody looks at it year over year nobody cares about that when we talk about year over year right. regularly but when I it know. comes to my performance it doesn't matter so anyway we have this meeting and he says to me um i never knew you had an issue with your pay i said if you didn't know i had an issue you haven't been listening to me because i've said it to him directly right so um and you hadn't documented a lot of this stuff that had happened previously no, okay. because I wasn't looking for right. any kind of lawsuit or problem. Right, right. I just wanted to be paid. That's right. it, properly. Um, and to this day, like I'm not looking for any kind of lawsuit. But or, without it in writing, he knew he could sit there and deny. Correct. There's no proof. Well, my, my pay plan was in writing. And, um, but he uh, could deny that you ever had the discussion that correct. you wanted to have equal pay with your counterparts. Correct. Correct. Or be paid for all the jobs that he was placing you in. Correct. <laughs> yes, yes. He could deny that that ever happened. Um, which didn't matter to me because I wasn't out for anything but just myself making sure I was taken care of. So we went to this meeting and um, the three of us are talking. And I really didn't like, you know, how he was handling it. I felt like he was speaking down to me. And up until I started really getting irate, I hadn't been super vocal. I had, I just, you know, took it as a grain of salt and just kept moving. Um, but I was done at this point. And he said to me, before this meeting, we talked about pay. He said, you know what? I'm really tired of talking about your pay. I said, well, I'm tired of it too. What are you going to do about it? You're going to fix it? And not, nothing happened then. So we had this meeting. And, and wait, can I stop sure. you really quickly? Sure. He is not the person that was trying to recruit you the whole time. No. These are two different people. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Not my mentor. Okay. My mentor has sadly passed on since. Um, um, but no, 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 no. Okay. My mentor was okay. awesome. I just want to make that clear. Yes. I'm like, this and shouldn't be the same person. Thank you for differentiating <laughs> that. Yes. Completely different person. Um, so we have the meeting, and we had about two or three meetings. So this is going on from May probably like beginning of May, first week of May, all the way to June. Um, I'm running them through the mud at this point. Like, no, you're gonna hear me, we're gonna mm -hmm. listen, and we're gonna talk. So I tell both of them that I'm not comfortable returning back to work until my pay is fixed, and that you can assure me that I'll be safe. Uh, because 
as a manager, I don't have to interact with customers. As an internet manager, mm-hmm. I don't have to interact with the customers face-to-face. And if I do, I can do it on my terms, six feet away, blah, blah, blah. Um, as a salesperson, it's much more difficult. You have to go on test right. drives, blah, blah, blah. So I told them I'm not returning back to work until you can ensure my safety and um, my pay plan is fixed. So I go home. Um, this is so funny because I haven't told this story. And it's not mm. that I'm ashamed of the story. I, again, just not looking for any kind of revenge, anything well, like that. when you gave me the short snippet, I don't even remember how we were talking yeah. when you even told it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, probably because partially I lived through it. I mm-hmm. have p- p- friends living through it right now. Mm-hmm. And that conversation I had just a couple of days ago triggered the memory. So. Right. Okay. Well, I looked through the emails yesterday, the email exchanges yesterday, because I sent it to myself before they deactivated mine, so it brought a lot more to my memory. So, um, where was I? <laughs> so, it was building up yeah. in June. Okay, so I said I didn't feel comfortable coming back until I, my safety was insured and my pay plan either changed my title to sales manager and pay me as that, or keep me as um, internet manager and pay me as that. Fix my job duties, my title and my pay, and then I'll come back. So it was uh, about a week, so now we're in June. We're at this, uh, probably about the second week of June. And I get an email from HR. There have been plenty of phone calls and, and emails, and I get an email, she says, okay, your pay plan has been fixed, um, you can return back. Before I get that email, she had been, I've been trying to tell her things in confidence, and she had been telling the general manager. I'm going to, I wrote this mm-hmm. down. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. She had been telling <laughs> the general manager, and so I sent her an email. I said, I, before I said anything to you, I put in writing an email, can I tell you something in confidence? Mm-hmm. And then you went back and told him immediately. I, I didn't have to think that anybody had my best interest at heart but me. Um, and she had been doing it repeatedly. And when we, she and I had a solo meeting, I said this to her. I said, I don't trust you. I said, I came to you in confidence, and you went back and told him. And so now I know HR is for the best interest of the company. I, was, I wrote that down. Right. Because I want to let people know. Right. We'll do a quick little stop here. Yes. HR works for the company. Yes. They are there to protect the company image, mm-hmm. protect their, um, you know, my company one time used, what word did they use? I was so upset. Um, I was gonna say livestock. Human capital. Mm-hmm. That is the worst yeah. term to me. But yeah, yeah, they're there to protect the company, protect the upper management, mm-hmm. protect their reputation, yes. protect their profits. They yes. don't wanna pay out too much because they wanna keep as much as they can. And they are there to protect the company. I said put it in writing before because if it ever has to go further, you need it in writing. But right. Okay. So, so I didn't know that then. Yeah. Um, but I know that now. I, I had to learn that lesson as yes. well. Yes. So mm-hmm. I learned that lesson. So <laughs> now we're up to June 11th, which would be today, right? It <laughs> today, is June yeah, 11th, 20, so it's, 2021. So it's great timing that you asked me to come here today to speak about it. All things work for work together for your good, right? So um, one year ago today, she sends me the email that my pay plan has been fixed. Um, I can return back to work, and she sends me an attachment with the pay plan, and it is accurate. Um, I'm still internet manager, not sales manager. I love being sales manager because I do like interacting with customers, but internet manager is safer, um, and I have less time at work, and I still get paid six figures. That's nice because I was used to making (laughs) $20,000. Right, right. (laughs) Years, years, and years ago. Um, 
so I pray about it. And I had been praying about it. I didn't want to work there anymore. But I have a, a household. You know, I have a kid. I have a dog. I, I have a mortgage, car, all that good stuff. So I had been praying about it. I'm like, God, you got to tell me what to do. So a few days before, I prayed and I said, um, God, I need you to send me a sign on what I should do. But I need you to immediately send another one because you know I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> send me a back to back. Yes. Um, so that night, um, June 10th, um, I read something in Psalms. I, I think it was Psalms 140, 143. Psalms 143. I think so. Anyway, so it was basically everything I had been feeling. It was like a, a the exact prayer that I wanted to give to God. Like it said everything that I meant. And so I closed it. I'm like, wow. I said, okay, God, so now I know you heard me, but what's the answer? Right, right. <laughs> that, remember that back-to-back -back agreement? Right, right. So in the morning, um, I got my sign. And then I brushed it off. I'm like, nah. And 10 minutes later, it came again. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, there it is. So, um... June 11th, I got the email from her um, that the pay plan was fixed, and then I slept on it. And June 12th, I emailed her back, and I, sa I said verbatim, I appreciate your consideration, but no thank you. Ta-da! Problem fixed. After a month of, you know, us going through all of this. And so the other email that I read, so I asked them for my vacation pay. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, you know, you don't get it if you quit, which is fine. It's in the handbook. No problem. If I don't get it, I don't get it. And she said, but you've been with us so long. Um, we're going to go ahead and give it to you. We just need you to sign a release. I said, sure, no problem. So they sent the release, and without reading it, I signed it in an attempt to send it back, but it doesn't go. And so she says to me, I didn't get it. And I said, oh, okay, let me, let me do it again. And so I'm like, you know what? I should probably read this. <laughs> so the, the amount is for $2,600. And it says that I can never talk about why I quit. I can never talk about why I got why I got the money. I can like on radio. It says on there on radio, oh, radio, wow. newspaper, TV. I could never talk about it. And so I replied back to her and I said, "I'm sorry, but twenty six hundred dollars is not enough to buy my indefinite silence." Again, I appreciate your consideration, but have a great day. And um, on June twelfth, twenty twenty, they knew. I knew on the eleventh, but they knew that I quit my job. <laughs> I've never, okay, so they, okay, so what I think is, well, first of all, congratulations Thank you. on your one-year anniversary of being free yes. of all that trauma. Yes. Um, I'm going to venture to say they've probably been through this before. If they yeah. sent a release that says you can't talk publicly, radio, television, blah, 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 okay, so this is not new to them. I'm glad you brought up the HR issue because, yes, I had to learn that the hard way, too. Mm -hmm. um, HR is uh, for the company's protection. Mm -hmm. It is not for the employees. At all. At all. Mm -hmm. At all. Everything you say to HR will be shared with either the person you're complaining about, their boss, whoever, you know, whatever the chain of command is going to be. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's not... I learned it. I your, didn't know it at Your the time. incompetence is your attorney. Right. <laughs> or your spouse or your best friend. Right. Um, and at this point, I still do feel like she should have just been honest. Right. You shouldn't have told me yes. Right. You know? Um, I know now moving forward, don't even ask that question. No. But I didn't appreciate the lie. Right. You know? Right. Well, there was a lot to be said. So yes. <laughs> what we are discussing, I mean, I, I heard so much stuff. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know where to start. I'm, I just there's so much going. Maybe I'm having flashbacks. Um, so yeah, the pay thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big issue. Yeah. That's a real issue. Yeah. We've America's moved on to a million other issues, but we still don't have gender equality. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. This was 12 months ago that you went through this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And Gen- for three years before that. Yeah, three but I'm total. just saying it was 12 yeah. months ago, so yes. gender equality is not resolved yet. No. This is not an over-issue. We want to move to, what what is our new thing now? Environmental, um, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now we're saving the earth and everything else, great. But mm-hmm. we still have issues that are not resolved. Yeah. Um, I do want to tell you, mm-hmm. when I first got into that position, he was literally paying me a third of what he was paying my male counterparts. Yeah. One third. Yep. So, I'll and that's when he asked me what the f I knew. Yeah. So I, I I'll give you a short. And this example is from a an employer a really long time ago. I mean, this was like my first kind of really real job. Mm-hmm. Similar thing happened to me. I came in. I was very new to the department, new to that field of work, and so it was okay for me to come in. I was the lowest person in the department. Right. I was paid the least, and I had the lowest title, and that was fine. Right. It was experience. And the person that worked in the department right above me, we're both black females, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of, a, I had my own job, but I'm also assisting her as kind of a backup. She mm-hmm. was getting behind or something, so I'm assisting her. And for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, they fired her. I don't think we worked together for a whole 30 days. Mm-hmm. So maybe 30 days together, and they terminated her. Mm-hmm. It didn't give me enough time to learn everything she did. I'm still brand new. Right. Um, and similar, they called me in. I don't know if they first called me in. I can't remember because now we're talking about like 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. But at some point it was, can you just, or maybe initially they asked me if I could pick up her job duties until they replaced her. I think that's how it started. Okay, no big deal. I'm still learning. So right. I'm just, it went for a while. Mm-hmm. So I did the same thing. I went into HR at some point. I'm like, hey, it's been over three months or so, mm-hmm. and I'm doing double duty, blah, 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 and I'm stressing out, so now I see why she probably was stressed a bit. But um, same thing. Um, and they weren't paying you for it. No, no, it wasn't, yeah. because it was temporary. They were hiring a replacement. So I think they dragged out the replacement for a while, but I had a friend in HR. That's what saved me. Good. I had a friend that worked in HR, and she told me, because they probably were gonna do the same thing, how do you know what she got paid? How do you know? You know, I was new to that that line of work. And so the friend told me to research that position mm-hmm. that was ahead of mine. And she said, when you come, when you come in for this discussion, already have it. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is how much they pay at this company. This is the industry average for this state, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And she said, bring it all in. So I brought that in. And lo and behold, they found somebody. Finally, they got serious about hiring somebody. So they brought in another person. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to cover that position. And he was actually even a level above what she was. He was like super certified. And he didn't know what he was doing mm-hmm. at all. Came in and made everything worse. So mm-hmm. I'm still doing my job and his job, but it was worse because I'm fixing his problems. Right. And uh, yeah, it just went on and on until I got to kind of the same point you got to. Mine didn't get that bad, nearly as bad. <laughs> you had a lot of patience. And I was so low on the totem pole, it really didn't matter. But Mm -hmm. I just, at some point, I was like, yeah, I'm not interested anymore. And I just left. I mean, I put in my notice, and I was just like, I'm just leaving. I didn't tell them where I was going. I didn't tell them anything. I Mm -hmm. gave a notice, and I left. What they did for me, probably within the week of me leaving, they did contact me. Mm -hmm. Oh, now we'll pay you more. 
And, you know, they had a big, I don't know. I was gone already. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. I don't even remember having a discussion. I'm like, I don't think we talked about it. I don't think there was a back and forth email. Mm -mm. I just was like, yeah, no. No. I don't think I even read it. Whatever. I can't remember what the amount was with the title. I just was like, no, I'm not. That I'm not considering it no, at all. And I, no. I moved on with my life. Yeah. So um, if I would have thought to have even some more people on here, let's talk about quickly the mental side of it, the mental health. And we are not mental health professionals. Right. I'm not licensed, psychiatrist, psychologist. I'm not even a sociologist. Mm-hmm. But I have a brain, I have feelings, mm-hmm. and I can relate to my own brain and my own feelings and my own mental health. So what I can remember in that job that I just used as the example, it was real, and I'm really young. I'm probably 22, 23, maybe 24. I'm I'm pretty young. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it was my first real job and the first job that really gave me stress. And I just remember being like, this isn't worth it. You know, I'm not making a lot anyway. It was very good um, experience, good exposure. But I was like, this isn't worth it. but at this time, I don't have anything. I literally have an apartment and a car note. Right. That's it. I don't right. have kids. I don't have pets. I don't have anything. So for me to leave, and my, um, you know, I was blessed to have an apartment with really low rent. Mm-hmm. I was par- renting from a friend of the family, so, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of expenses, so I could just really kind of walk away and just do something different. But um, the mental part of it, the stress, and the um, the thing about the, the that position was I had to interact with OSHA. Mm. I had to interact with the EPA. Mm. It was in risk management. Okay. And it was a manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. So constantly either being fined or being, um, you know, the inspectors show up and do walkthroughs and I'm trying to keep up with that stuff. So that part was stressful mm-hmm. to me, even though it wasn't my company. I didn't own the business. Mm-hmm. But um, so what did you go through? Yours was a different level. You yeah. got real bills. Mm-hmm and a whole human mm-hmm. to take care of. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't have that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, sales is stressful, period. Mm-hmm. Even if you're getting paid properly, it is stressful. And so um, at this point, I am making a lot. You know, um, I'm funding a lifestyle I'd never imagined for myself. I didn't grow up that way. Um, my son and I started out in a studio apartment sharing a bed and wound up in a spot where I'm like, wow, this is mm-hmm. my life. I, we can travel to these places. Um, but sales itself is stressful. You have salespeople that have different personalities. You have managers, you know, we're co-managing. And so we have different personalities. And for the most part, me and the sales team got along great. Uh, Me and the sales managers got along great. Um, It really did have like the family feel. Um, I love those guys, those those are my boys. And uh, one of them is, if he ever listens to this, I call, call him my work son. His mother knows he's my baby too. Okay. But um, I love those guys, but we do have stress. Um, when you're submitting deals and you're, you're trying to get an approval, missing signatures, tracking down customers, tracking down POI and POR, um, dealing with irate salespeople, irate customers, irate managers, um, and every month, I do not recommend this as a management style. Every month our jobs were on the line. Every month, what? Well, oh, yeah, right. that's not good. No, every month is it. You don't get these numbers and you're not. Yeah, somebody's yeah. got to go. Yeah, Some, yeah. Every month, we're feeling like we could be fired. Any one of us could be replaced. Um, and so having that weight on your on your shoulders is just a lot. 
It's already a lot. We're here all day. We're tired. Anybody that works a lot of hours, I really don't understand the whole work a lot of hours concept. Do you want somebody to be exhausted while they're doing a job for you? I don't really get it, but I mean, I did it for years. Right. Um, We're so, trained yeah, that way. Yeah, and you it's, know. Uh, it's your pride badge to be busy. Yeah. You call them, what are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. Yeah. I'm so busy. I got so much stuff to do. Yes. But you know what? That's something I deal with today. I, I've always been that way. I'm always the but busy We're body. conditioned. Correct. We are that. I'm that way too. Mm -hmm. I just told you how, how many miles I drove already mm -hmm. today. But we're conditioned that yes. way. You yes. go to other countries, it is not yeah. that way. Yeah. It's our conditioning. We're yeah. not biologically born to want to no. suffer and work our, to our knuckles to the no. bones. But no. it's our. But um, to answer your question, I was very stressed out. Very stressed out. Not just with work, but my home life. I'm a mom. And I was not getting a lot of time to spend with my child. What is two hours a day to raise your child? Mm -hmm. um, or phone calls to the house about homework. And, you know, I have a dog who has his own set of issues, and I care about those things. My mom, my niece, my sister, um, I'm missing everything. And then at work, my job is threatened regularly and just the regular stresses that come with it. Um, and then being disrespected at work um, verbally. I'm just like, are you serious? And I want the, the audience to know, um, even though I said like I didn't speak up at certain times, um, I, I can be a little fiery. And, and people are people at <laughs> my yeah people at my at my old job are aware of that. So those moments where I kept quiet was growth for me. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was just you know what you don't really have anything good to say right now, so don't don't say a word. Right. I would just keep my lips closed. Um, but I, I was very, very stressed out to the point where I was having a physical reaction. My eye was twitching. Um, anytime stress hit a peak, my eye would twitch mm. um, for, for days. And, ah, oh, man, it was a lot. And I enjoyed the car business. Right. I love that right. business. It's, it's, Management it, got in the way. It's good for busybodies, the car industry, busybodies like us. Right. Um, but it was super stressful. And when I started reaching that breaking point, I was like, I... I could do it. And it wasn't the thing that I couldn't keep fighting. I could, but I didn't want to. <laughs> right. Why? Who was I proving it to? Right. Okay, so we covered that. Now if we want to move a little bit to, um, I want to give some, or have a discussion and give some suggestions on how you move past it. So you went on and, and did something different. I left that position. I've left another position, and we went on and did something different. Um, what what conversation can we have about how do you do this? Because I suppose, and I'm using my own self as an example in, in discussions I've had with people, you worry about how you're going to feed yourself and your family if you have a family. How am I going to feed myself and my family? How am I going to pay these bills? How am, gonna how am I going to maintain this lifestyle? What am I going to do? Because what good is it to leave... Um, that dealership, and if you really love that type of, um, that line of work, go to another dealership that has similar problems or similar issues. They're all the same. Right, exactly. <laughs> so what what did you do or what do you want to share with people? Like, how did you prepare yourself? Sure. Um, so I want to make this realistic because, you know, I did say I was making six figures and not everybody's making six figures. And it can be easy to say, well, you made six figures. Of course you could. Mm -hmm. um, but it is possible making less. Um, because I live on less now. Um, I, 
and it's funny. I live on less, but I don't feel like it. I was just spending a lot on nonsense. <laughs> the budget. We've I'm had not, that episode before. Yeah. I'm not missing anything from my lifestyle currently. I don't feel like I've lost a thing. Um, but I was spending a lot of money on things that I don't even Frivolous. know. I don't even know where they are. Yeah. But I don't know what I spent it on. But anyway, so um, I had money. Um, I had money to be able to. What I said to myself was, how much do I need for a year? How much money do I need to have for all of my expenses? And I think it's very imperative that when you uh, budget out your life, that you add those things that are not necessary, but you spend money any on it anyway. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to buy it. If you're going to keep, yeah, if you're going to keep using it, you don't want to cut it out. No, put it in the if budget. it's Hulu, if it's your nails, if you like to smoke or drink, put it in your budget. Because then you're going to ask yourself, where'd the money go? Well, you drank it, so put it in the budget, right, <laughs> you know? Right. So I asked myself, and I wrote down um, on a sheet of paper, well, how much money do I need for a year? Um, I can figure it out in a year. If, as long as I have this money for a year, I can figure it out. Uh, I didn't have a plan initially on what I wanted to do, but I knew that I could come up with something. Mm -hmm. I have... What's that movie? Uh, taken. I have a, a certain set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Taken. Right. Right. So I knew that I could put that to use. And I was also looking to pursue my purpose. Um, I have a nonprofit tied together. And so I really wanted to, to dive deeply into that um, and then figure out what to do moving forward. So I got my money together for, I, I had my money, you know, to, to move forward. But for, if let's say you don't have a year of money you have to I would say plan it first plan your exit first plan on what you're gonna do to bring in an income after that and I do recommend you have six months three months mm -hmm. three months is a minimum a very very minimum three months means you have to act fast right now you have to be ready <laughs> right you have, you, to, act really you have to have that thing out and bringing in even a little bit and so your quitting means you can accelerate it right. um, Six months to a year. A year is really good. Six months is doable. Three months is doable too, but you should really have an action plan at that point um, and ready to push it forward. It should already be rolled out. Whatever it is, if it's a new job, if it's a business, if it's a product, it should already be rolled out and you're just ready to push it right. forward. You're not in the research of course, process. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so for my people who are um, religious and spiritual, so I am, you know, I'm a Christian. And if you're not Christian, that's fine. I don't push my views on anybody. But for me, it was faith. Um, I believe greatly that God's going to take care of me if I'm obedient, if I'm doing the things that he wants me to do, if I'm walking the way he wants me to walk. Um, so I prayed about it. I was not going to quit until God told me it was okay. And when God told me it was okay, I, I kind of like looked up. I said, you talking to me? Because you know I will quit right now. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a word. Okay. So um, if you are spiritual or religious, I would recommend praying first. Don't just jump out the window. He will talk to you. He will tell you what he wants you to do when it's okay to do it, um, and then move forward. Now, outside of that, having the finances ready, um, having your plan ready, and then, I mean, once you have all of that, quit. <laughs> A couple things I wrote down earlier was, um, as far as leaving, know your worth. Mm -hmm. So sometimes... If you haven't done a, uh, a resume, if you haven't completed a resume in a while, if you haven't done an interview in a while, um, there's different interview styles where, and you can use this for anything, but there's different interview, interview styles where situation-based or they want to hear your um, history of what you've done. So when I say know your worth, that's twofold. Mm -hmm. 
that is um, internally, mm-hmm. you you are valued. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how anyone treats you, you are valued. You bring something to the earth that nobody else brings. But on top of that, when we're talking about um, a job or a business, you also have a uh, a currency value as well. Mm-hmm. So know your worth as before you leave a company, if you're leaving, mm-hmm. and for you and I who did work in sales, mm-hmm. um, how much did you make? How much did you bring in? How were your profits? Right. Compare your numbers to other numbers. You know, in your situation, in one of my situations, don't worry about what the manager says you were or weren't compared to the other person. Right. You can get those numbers, you can research stuff online, you can ask coworkers, mm-hmm. they will share some numbers with you. Yes, they will. And that goes into your future. Yes. If you're gonna stay with a sales job, that goes into your interview for your next sales job. Right. Hey, I was, what did you say, your salesperson of the month the first month, first you were salesperson of the year, year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the internet sales, you 100,000 more than year over year. Year over year total, it was over a million dollars. Yeah, exactly, right. and that stuff they could not deny. Another thing I would say um, as advice is document everything, um, like you said. So Honey, write it down, da- write it down, not dollar, HR. Every pay plan, but I'm like that in general, so mm-hmm. I always keep all my documents. So every time I got a pay plan, I always kept the old one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always look at my year over year performance personally, and then I would look at my year over year performance with the company. How did I change things in this position year over year? How did my presence influence that? So when I brought these documents to HR, including all my pay plan changes, I mean, from salesperson to manager, I had every single pay plan. And when I bought, brought this to her, you could see in her face, she's like, oh, yeah. She's prepared. <laughs> She's like, that, and that's so, it's I, it's so disappointing to hear. And I wish it were just that manager and that HR professional and that company. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, this is a very, very, very widespread issue. Right. This is very widespread. Right. But here's the thing. So I mentioned Romans 828 in the beginning. Um, I don't regret any of it. You know, it, Romans 828 is all things work to the good of them who love God love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. All those things mean something. Um, teaching kindergarten helped me manage salespeople. I, I promise you. It did. Yeah, I know. It, it, you have to learn the basics, right? Um, my, my experience in sales helps me with my business now. I needed all those things. I don't regret it. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I'm glad for the experience. I'm glad to have made six figures. I didn't see that coming in my life. I mean, you did it right. Right. You took from it what it had to offer you. It came with the other stuff, but you took from it and you grew from the experience. Yeah, and whether we like it or not, we all take from it and grow from it, even if you're mad. And no experience is perfect. No. So um, owning your own business is not a walk in the park all the time. So, no. But hey, you know who I'd rather be stressed out for? Me. <laughs> and I can tell myself to go home for the day. I do. I'm done with I did last week. I, I had do. enough. I closed the doors and I was done. Close up shop, take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the other thing I wrote down, too, was to trust yourself. Yes. So um, things appear as you, as we need them. Mm-hmm. As much as we hate Man, to believe that. They so do. Things appear as you need them. Yes. So you can't see it. You don't know it's around the corner. You don't know what's going to happen. But it's what you need is going to be provided mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Amen. You have to take the leap of faith. I've yes. had to take leap of, leaps of faith. Yes. You just have to kind of do it and, you know, have the confidence in yourself. Just it's do so it. It's so worth it. And it works out. Yeah, you feel a lot better. It's so worth it when you, because what if you never try? Yeah. You will not die. Here's the thing. You're not going to die. 
if you try that thing that you've always wanted to try, you will not die. No. You'll make it. And if you have to pivot and change things or go back and repeat a step, it's fine. But what if you never try? That sounds worse to me than trying and failing. Cool. But never trying? Nah. And, and like you said, when you're your own boss, if I'm going to fail, if it doesn't work, I feel better failing and not working. It was my idea. Mm-hmm. It was my effort. I can point the finger back to myself at what I did or didn't do, what I did or didn't learn, the advice I did or didn't take. It's my failure. Okay, fine. I, I It was my failure, and yeah. let's do it different. Let's pivot. Let's change it. Something like that. So I, um, I don't know. Do you have something else you want to add to it? I want to get those two things out. No, that's, that's very important. Um, no, well, I guess, you know, the car industry is fun. So any any woman looking to get into the car industry – Yes, it's it's hard, and I'm not saying I don't recommend it. I actually do. It's a it's a great it's avenue. It's an experience. It's a, an experience, but it's a great avenue to make money that you're not used to making, or even if you are used to making it, it's a great avenue to get good money. Um, people look at being a female as a disadvantage in the art car industry, and I look at it as an advantage. Absolutely, an advantage. You learn how you know how to um, relate to different types of people differently as a woman you know how to approach a couple differently you know who to pay more attention to and who not to pay attention well not not pay attention to but who right. to give more who, of your we know, we find the decision makers quickly yes exactly where men tend to talk to the men correct correct and sometimes it's not the man mm-hmm. you know and sometimes as a woman you have to be careful on how physically close you get to the male customer uh when their wife or spouse or whatever is close um but i do look at it as an advantage you can move up to sales manager you can do all those things and i think it is something that more girls more women need to be a part of love the car industry um but don't let anybody tell you no whatever it is don't let anybody tell you no whether it's moving up in the car industry starting your own business don't let anybody dictate for you what your life is going to look like to you imagine what your life is going to be we're not here very long on this earth and so if all you're going to do is work and die you know, you have to find an in-between for yourself. I you, I did not write that down, but that I live with that one. Mm-hmm. We're not here on this earth very long. Mm-mm. And again, you know, back to all the life insurance episodes, I don't know when I'm going to die. I don't know when you're going to die. Buying life insurance stuff has nothing to do with uh, estimating your death. Mm-hmm. But even when you talk about work and employment and doing stuff you love and, and putting up with stuff you hate, there's... you. Even if you live to 100, that's not a long time when you look at the history of the earth. It's a blip. <laughs> it's a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So um, the sooner you can become comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. to move from the situation you're in that's not benefiting you or making you happy or making you money or whatever it is to the situation where it's new and you're going to grow into being in the place where you're happy, you're making the money you want to make, and everything is better Mm -hmm. than where you left. Um, The better you do. You just have to step, and everybody does it. Most people have this similar story. This is a a very common story for most people. (laughs) I started off in this industry. My parents wanted me to do this. I got a degree in that, whatever, whatever, and it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And some people realize that and take action within a year, five years, ten years, ten some people retire from it. Some people retire. And, and that's who's that too. actress? There's that actress, the um the very senior lady, she was in um Black Panther. 
you know, I don't know what position she was. But anyway, that was her first acting job. Oh, wow. And she said she always wanted to act. She's one of the elders. I love that. And she was like, I always wanted to act. And she was like, in the movie, she was like 80. Right. And it was her first role. And that's what I was going to say. It's like, it's never too late. And you can always live while you're still alive. Yep. So just live, life is for the living. Yep. So just make sure you do it. So take the chance. <laughs> yes. Take the chance on yourself. Yes. Um, if it's a scenario where you really need that safety net or whatever, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to do with what Keisha or I did. Nope. <laughs> you don't have to just get up and storm out and tell no. them to kiss it where the sun don't shine. Right. You can leave doors open. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, leave a company um, in a way that maybe they would welcome you back. Maybe you'd be willing to go back in a different position, different mm-hmm. department, something like that. So mm-hmm. just take a chance. Take a chance on yourself. And always, always communicate. Um, you know, there's a reason I didn't go straight to HR because I don't believe in jumping over people's heads. Mm-hmm. I believe in giving you the opportunity to prove me right or prove me wrong. Right. Um, and at the at that time, I wasn't looking to. I, I didn't care that much in order to create a problem that they deserved. Um, but always speak to the person directly and then go over their head. If mm-hmm. they're not listening, then sure, jump right over them. Um, but maybe your manager will change. Maybe they will offer you something. You don't know until you ask. Right. And if you never give them that, that opportunity, that's not fair. So give them the opportunity and then do what you need to do. <laughs> and then moving forward. New job, new position, whatever. Just do what you need to do moving forward. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate this. Thank you for having me. No problem. So we're going to do a a two-part. Keisha (laughs) has actually, you know, I'm just going to let you know now. There were two topics that I had um, her slotted for, two possible topics. And since I've got her here, she's going to have a part one and a part two. So this is part two, and I appreciate her coming. Um, There are others, like I said, that have lived this same scenario, maybe with a little bit of a twist of a difference here and there. And so this may be a topic, guys, that I will bring up again, or I will have again. I wanna have a couple of other guests come on, maybe more than one at a time this time, and I want them to talk about their situations. Um, One was a male, so it's gonna be a little bit of a different, um, I don't know, perception, but you know, it's just different. And the work field is different from a man to a woman. So, um, but anyway. Thank you very much for coming. I Thank hope you, you guys me. enjoyed this. Do you want to share any of your information right now? Any way anybody can sure. contact you? Anything you want to push? Sure. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and I have a website. It's all my name. Keisha, K-E-I-S-H-A, V as in Vanessa, S-T-U-B-B-S. So at Keisha V Stubbs on Facebook and Instagram. And my website is KeishaVStubbs.com. My email is Keisha V Stubbs at Gmail if you want to hit me up there. Oh, you got it all the way across. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very, very much, everybody. You guys know my information, but I'll share it again. It is Ready, Set, Free Podcast, which you can find at all streaming locations. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, We have YouTube, we have Instagram, and we have Facebook, also Ready, Set, Free. Um, And any questions, any requests? Last week I asked if anybody had any show topics that they wanted me to cover. I got two, I think I got two people that responded. So I'm still taking show requests. If you have any, just reach out to me wherever you can. And thank you very much for joining me. So this has been another episode of Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. Thank you for joining me. Bye-bye.